Why, hello there. Do you enjoy shirts to put on your body? Custom character sheets to put in your D&D notes? Virian maps to put on your wall? Cool buttons to put on your... Lo lots of other stuff? All of the amazing merch for QPR and Goblins and Growlers can be found at Alpha Comics and Games, located in the Willow Lawn Shopping Center in Richmond, Virginia. Come check us out! How long is this train? So Trains are pretty long. I just saw a, a, a snowfall forecast for the um, upcoming days. And noticed yep. that and this forecast is from Hampton Roads. Mm -hmm. um, and I just found out there they, they call like everything west of them is just inland Virginia. And it's yeah, it's bothering me. Like, where, where's the respect? <laughs> we're central virginia we're more important according to them we're just inland virginia just 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 them over there and you know i i thought i thought what we had with with virginia beach and norfolk was a little more special than that but josh how's that train coming? those cobalts yeah the, tr the train's gone now so i can actually do the thing <laughs> wonderful this is quid pro roll a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news in Varian and beyond can make its way well, right to you. You know, I spent a lot of time in my younger days concerning myself with cloudy concepts like who am I and what does it mean to be, well, me? Am I the people who created me? A mixture of my parents, my relatives, my hometown, those I've lost, and those I've found. Am I my occupation? Could I be just one wrong equation or failed experiment away from losing not only my job, but my identity? Am I my hobbies? Fishing, hacking, cloud watching, horse riding? Is whittling or telling the news the core of my being? Am I my dreams? Will I always be reaching for my meaning? And if I find it, will it be as I dreamt? It seems as though our heroes are facing questions, internally and from those around. Melody and Solinar have some touching moments, slowly finding out who they are to each other. Bonus father dance obtusely around their reunion, both unsure if they're footing near the other. But Koza learned a lot about footing along with Alida and Johannes in their martial arts challenge. Horse riding stance, that's a, that's a great way to find meaning in how much your legs hurt. Well, listener, take a deep breath and maybe a moment away from wondering who you are, in case that happens to be on your mind. You never know, you might surprise yourself. And as always, y'all take care now.
as Solinar, Johannes, Koza, Melody, and Alita make their way into the mess hall, they are waved over by a gentleman that they don't recognize who is standing with Boat. Uh, I wave back. Those, those are your friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hey guys! Hi! Hi, guy! Uh, hey everybody! Uh, this is my dad. How you doing? This is hey. everybody. If everybody hey, wants everyone. to sort of go around and introduce themselves. So Hi, we all know everyone. Who's who. I'm dad. Hi, dad. My name is Johannes. I nice to meet you, sir. Don't, do not have a clean shirt. All right. I don't, I don't think I can top that introduction, but I'm Solinar. Uh, your son and I did a touring event for a little while where I would drum up business and then he would wrestle people and then sometimes we would both wrestle people. Wonderful, like wonderful. The but, punctuation on that one. Hi, I'm Solonar, comma, your son, comma, <laughs> and I used to. Oh, is, is it, should I introduce myself now? Yes, please. Go for it. Go for it. Um, well, I, I'm Koza, and I'm part of the party? Nice to meet you, Koza. Glad to have you at the party. I'm Melody. It's really nice to meet you. Your son is very interesting, and he works really well for song for song fodder. Uh, glad to see a chip off the old block. I think. Question mark. Hi, I'm I'm Alita. Nice to meet you. Did she burn her face? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Okay, cool. Hi, let's uh, sit away from the fire. I'm I'm Charlie's dad. You can call me uh you can call me uh Papa B. Hey you know, Papa B. Papa Barnes. Does he have so, his hat on backwards? <laughs> Hello, fellow youth. Is he going to tell us that we only have one shot, one chance? Mom spaghetti. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. Uh actually, you will be having noodles this eve. What? Mm-hmm. Don't always... worry, Papa B can make it just like Mom used to make it. You'll see. <laughs> You'll all see. If Papa B made it just how Mom used to make it, there would be nothing at the dinner table because she left. <laughs> so you all are going to sit at the table. This this is going to feel a lot warmer than the last time y'all had food with the, these people. Um, food is not passed me. I'm down. I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm not gonna lie. I always thought that uh, growing up, but Charles would be more of a Chuck, not a Charlie. Oh well, you didn't see him when he was a boy. He was very much a Charlie. Hey, Chuckles, can you pass me the potatoes? Those monks would always be holding the football for me, and then they'd yank it away. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he was a he was a bright, sweet little kid. He was. He was really energetic, man. He ran everywhere. He was a little scamp is what he was. A sweet little scamp. Just like uh, you, Daquan. <laughs> Sorry, my squirrel noises sound very similar to my pseudo dragon noises. I only have so many cute mascot character sounds I can do. It's okay. I'm just happy I can make you do a monk, man. <laughs> so uh, what are you all doing? Uh, I got a good chunk of the story from Charlie. Y'all are... Doing some world saving. I mean, right now we're 
We traveled up here because we got a lead that there's a a key to a particular thing that we're trying to get into that might be in this region. You mean the shrine thing that Charlie mentioned? Yeah, 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 the shrine thing. Oh, yeah, uh, that's not, for, from what, it, if it's the thing that I think it might be, it's not far from here. Now, when you say not far from here, like, we're talking like a day's walk, or we're talking like a couple hours walk? Like a half day walk? Uh, all right, that's, you know, it's not crazy far. But yeah, no, it's, if, if it's the place I'm thinking of, now it might not be. You know, this old man, not the best sense of direction. Let me tell you, when, when Charlie and I first came to this monastery, we spent like seven days just going straight north from Tinkerhaven. We were on the wrong, we were in the wrong direction the whole time. And the whole time you had, you had little, little Charlie with the map going, Hey dad, I don't, I don't think this is the direction. And I'd be like, no, 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 we're going the right way. We were not going the right way. I, I guess you had to be there. It was really funny. Hey, Papa, Papa B. Yeah. You got some hot tips for wh where we're going to go to the shrine? Uh, bring soon, a machete. As soon as you said uh, that there was a shrine, Alita perked right up. I mean, I just, if we can get there sooner rather than later... Uh, yeah, no, the shrine's, uh, it's not terribly far, but it's under, it's, it's behind some overgrowth, if I'm remembering correctly. It's mostly a ruin. I don't know what would be there for you guys. A ruin sounds like what we're looking for, because most of the places we go to, unless they are graffiti sewer parties, are usually ruins. All right, all right. So, anyway, don't let me keep you. If you guys want to, you know, hang out, just just pretend the old man's not even here. I'm just gonna... Sit here and slurp my noodles. He sounds like he needs to be turning a chair around backwards and sitting in it <laughs> so he can rap with us now. I like I like that he's lived in this monastery for 30 years or whatever now. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I've learned anything in 30 years. And Boat's like, I, that doesn't seem possible. You've been in a monastery for 30. You've learned nothing. And then the, we immediately when he starts talking to us, we realize it's because he hasn't talked to anyone for 30 years. He's <laughs> forgotten how to do. <laughs> he literally. It's been like in an ice bath, I think. <laughs> I've just been trying to. I've just been trying to channel like desperate dad attempting to connect with their estranged child energy hey mm -hmm. buddy what if we t what if we went to a baseball game mm -hmm. well i appreciate your tips for the exposed nips and uh <laughs> tips for the nips <laughs> good nip tips yeah and uh if you could pass that asparagus oh yeah right uh, right here buddy oh there's asparagus Aspar Aspar yeah what asparagus Aspar guy Asparagus. 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 But that's if you have one. What happens if you have more? It's also asparagus. What? That doesn't seem right. It, that is that is the correct. Um, well, you are Papa B, so I trust I, you on this one. I am Papa B. It makes I, sense to I me. I don't like that. <laughs> it's catching on. He's like he's like making money, popping bees. Oh. That's what all the hep cats are saying. <laughs> All those, all those cool guys. Just you got stuff. your champagne, I got my tea. I'm Papa B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, sorry, uh, Solonar, I, I cut you off. No, I I was just going to say, I think it makes sense, because if you only have the one, then it's just a Gus, because you don't have asparagus. That was dumb. That was a dumb joke. What What do you mean? She's just going to, like, take a frankly, obscenely large bite out of an apple so she doesn't have to talk. I don't... She's going to be chewing on that apple for a long time. Everybody, moment of silence while Alita tries to swallow this apple chunk. <laughs> Enjoy those sounds later, Gabe. <laughs> Haven't you ever had too big of a bite of apple, but it's like wedged in a way that you can't get it under your teeth, so you have to like weirdly smash it down with the roof of your mouth? Am Papa I the B. only one who's experienced this phenomenon? Papa B, can you please teach Alita how to eat an apple? <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly. Papa B's here for nothing other than to teach the youngins. So he he's going to like get a little thing of sauce and like plop it on some of his food and you know busy himself grabbing condiments and whatnot. And he got what are you guys all planning to do once this whole uh, world saving bit's over? Mm, publish my book. You're writing a book. Mm-hmm. About what? I think this. This comes up every three or four times that we camp where I begin to work on my book and everybody asks me, well, I'm working on a book with a question mark, but it's strange to me because I think it happens every time we camp every three to four times. How do you, oh, I rem- how do you feel that your, bo- your book's coming along? Oh my God, it's coming along like a, a true story. Um, sometimes I get lost, sometimes I get found, sometimes... I really feel like I capture the the drama of our adventures and the excitement. And sometimes I feel like I just can't find the right words. And so I write, and I can't find the right words. And then I write more words. I feel like that's really true of art at large, you know? Like, sometimes you just can't find the words. Mm-hmm. But the more I can become one with nature... And one with our surroundings and our experiences, the more I feel like I'm closer to finding the words. Like right now, just having my shirt off, I feel a little bit closer to, you know, the sweat on my skin and the hard work of horse dancing for six hours. And also having cleaned that courtyard for another uh, who knows how many hours. It's sparkling, by the way. With all our sweat. we It does also smell a little dank, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just, I just, I, I feel like, you know, in those moments, you can find the words pretty well. Like when you've really connected, you're kind of vibing with everything around you. It's like you're just kind of tuned in. All right, all right. What about you, Koza? Uh, well, well, um, I guess I'll get back to collecting mushrooms. Nothing special after becoming a big fancy hero? Whoa, Papa B, let me back you up right now because collecting mushrooms is way more special than you think it is. And I've learned oh. this because I've gotten to watch Koza do it, and I used to think collecting mushrooms, that can't be that special. But then if you see Koza do it, it's on a whole nother level. He sits there, he'll sing to the mushroom, he'll uh, take it into little pieces, 
and then he'll like push it up against paper and sun dry it into it so that you can kind of preserve it in a way that has like this very thin sample. He'll hold it up to the sun and he'll be like, look at all these little chambers in the mushroom. And you're like, oh my God, that's not a mushroom, that's a house. And he's like, no, it's a mushroom actually. And sometimes he'll show you things that you're like, that's definitely not a mushroom. And he's like, think again. And then you're like, no way, that mushroom's the size of a bowling ball. Wait, there's bowling there's bowling alleys in this world. Koza's so, starting to blush. <laughs> and then it you know, you know, there's also ones that have crazy names, like one's called uh, uh Dragon Lion Mane, and one's called uh bowling ten pin. Yeah, and you know, it just they're crazy. I, I've learned so much about mushrooms, they're way more complicated than I thought they would ever be. It's like what Gravy was talking about that one time about the more you learn about something, the more that you realize you don't know about a thing. So then all of a sudden you become more knowledgeable because you're less knowledgeable. I feel like the, the worst part about learning all of the stuff we've learned about mushrooms from Koza is realizing how close we've come to dying on so many occasions. So because, many times. You know. You pick up a mushroom and you're like, oh, yeah, I know this mushroom. This is a safe for eating mushroom. And Koza's like, no, no, no. Look on the underside of the cap. You see those little yellow spots? Highly poisonous. And then you're like, I almost ate this. If, yeah, you... if Koza hadn't been right here, I would have eaten this. And then I would have been poisoned. And I might have died because we're hundreds of miles from civilization. Yeah, between me and Solonar. We've thrown up 3,000 times less often, and we've also really been able to preserve our charcoal ever since Koza joined our party. I Sounds used to eat like these mushrooms. That, pretty indispensable, like, Koza. Uh, yeah. Koza is blushing an even darker blush. <laughs> I had this one mushroom one time where I was like, I'm going to eat this one, and Koza was like, no, don't eat that one. It has a skull on it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh all right then that part sounds weird but what about uh what about you solinar what are you planning to do well not to be uh a downer or anything but i think it's i think it's very presumptive that i'm gonna survive this so i'm trying not to make any too lofty plans um i don't i don't know if if i manage to make it through this then Probably I will take advantage of the fact that I am now a world-famous, like, traveling adventurer, uh, get a lot of free stuff, maybe do, like, a publicity tour, um, see about, you know, what, what kind of things I can get from various kingdoms for basically righting all of the wrongs, and then I'd settle down somewhere quiet but not too quiet so that I could still like make my way into town and people will be like, oh my God, is that Solonar? Isn't he the guy who did the thing? And then the dragons came back and then, the, you know, there'll be cheers and maybe a parade and then I can go back to living a quiet rural life, you know? So what I'm hearing is you, you're going to bask in your heroism. Yeah, I mean, provided I live. Hey, Charlie, what do you think you're going to do once all this is over? You never mentioned that part. I don't know, it's kind of up in the air. I could do a lot of things. I could uh, get back to the ring, get my title back that I lost a while back. I might even, uh, you know, try something else, open my own wrestling federation. I might even do something totally other than wrestling, like return to Palabar and, you know, fulfill my duties of office and everything. Oh, you did mention that, that that's what that cloak's for. Exactly. 
It's the cloak of office of the guard captaincy of Palavar. I love that he probably mentioned it seven times and his father is like, oh yeah, that's right. We talked about 12 things and seven of them were that. You see this me cloak? You like to... this cloak? Let me tell you about this cloak. It's a great cloak. I like it very much. It's my favorite cloak. Me having to agree because I am playing your father mm-hmm. hurts me because that's not what it is. Yeah, dad, what, mm-hmm. did, what did I tell you this cloak was? You mentioned it was the cloak of office of the guard captaincy of Palabar. You're damn right. <laughs> Cobalt. Whoa, Papa B. I don't want to hear that language at the dinner table. The B stands for brusque. <laughs> if you, and I will wash your mouth out with soap and water, old man. <laughs> I might even do all those things, but for, I'd start with getting my title back. You think you're going to be able to get your title back? Let me tell you. Whoa. Let me tell you something. That shade. That Chance Cashman is such a chump. I will eventually be able to pin him one, two, three, take that title back, and then go on my victory tour around all the smaller territories in Alaria. I mean, you don't know how much longer this journey is going to be, though. Well, isn't somebody being a negative, Nelly? You gotta have something to hope for. You gotta have goals. You reevaluate those goals when they become untenable, but this is pretty tenable right now. Solinar kind of like tugs on Alita's sleeve a little bit and leans in and he's like, So the thing you don't know is that when it comes to wrestling, there's a part of it is like a fame thing where the more famous person is more likely to win. So he doesn't really need to be a better wrestler. He just needs to be more popular than the other guy. And then he'll win the round. Like, if that makes sense. Can I roll a perception check? Yes. <laughs> so it's all fraud? No, no, it's no. It's all lies? No, 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 no. Not like that. I rolled a 19. Yeah, you're going to he- be able to hear them. Yeah. But I am a better wrestler. What are you talking about? Well, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm just saying you don't have to be a better wrestler. Sometimes, sometimes the wrestling federation goes, this person needs to be the champion because they're our new face for everything we're doing. That's that's all I was saying. Koza, this is getting awkward. We need an excuse to get away from this table. Koza <laughs> uh, um, okay. oh. uh, had just picked up the tray of um, asparagus again to get some more. And uh, he, he pulls it for a minute and then just like drops it on himself. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, no. oh, no. The asparagus. Guess. Guy, g- g- guess. asparagus, multiple asparagus. Oh, I should. Oh, and I should. I, go, I got the sauce um, on my nipples. We gotta, we uh, gotta take care of this, Koza. Uh, right. Um. Yeah, uh, Koza um stands up. He kind of gathers all the asparagus with him as he stands up and rushes out of the room. In his, Every uh, single monk in this room is looking at you guys. <laughs> they just want to. So there, th- Johannes was barbecue sauce on his titties. They just want to hear some Johannes slash sauce fanfics. <laughs> mm. uh, I believe you mean think, um, some saucy Johannes fiction. Ugh. Ugh. I think uh, Dayquin has a um, asparagus spear and they're just kind of like jabbing and then eating it. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, no, he's eating it from the stem side. So what's happening is as it gets smaller, he's using it like a smaller and smaller weapon. Like it starts out as a lance, then it's a spear, then it's a sword, 
and it's a dagger. And it's a You're phalanged right, mace. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that got cut. Remember? Mm, heck That's yeah, gone. buddy. You're on it. I appreciate that you use uh, feeding time as another opportunity to train. When we're in this dojo, you and I, we're going to have to make sure we master the martial arts. He salutes. Make sure you practice your chanting. We're going to have more chores tonight. So, wait, maybe you guys can explain this to me because I don't think I've ever truly understood. So how much of this is real? Boat's uh, super insistent that he's a better wrestler. Solinar says it doesn't matter. What? So the thing is, like, skill is 100% a part of the game. Skill has always been and will always be a part of the game. It is one of the most difficult sports because even when you are set up to be a heel, it can be more difficult than being a face because you have to not only give really devastating moves, you have to be able to receive really devastating moves as well without getting seriously harmed. So it's not a matter of who's better at the thing, it's who's better at faking being hurt by hey, the thing? I don't want to hear the F word in this discussion. <laughs> I'm not trying to be reductive. I just don't understand. No, if you want to start talking about wrestling being fake, I invite you to step into the ring with me or anybody and take a couple bumps and we'll see just how fake you think it is when it's done. What I think you're missing is that in a way, none of it is fake because even though there is a narrative that both players are acting out together, they still have to have all of the skills to perform all of the moves that they perform and sometimes the federation doesn't care who wins in which case it really is a knockdown drag out to see who can take the other to the mat and it it's not often the championship level matches are decided that way but it does happen it does happen but most of the time championships are decided by whoever is most popular I'm very uncomfortable with this conversation. <laughs> we should not be talking about behind-the-curtain booking issues in a public forum like this with people outside the business. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of outside the... Like, I've never been officially recognized by anyone. You're, you're a manager and a sidekick. You're fine. Just remember to stick to kayfabe. You know, she's going to put her hands out and close her eyes and then put them on the table and stand up. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't want to do this right now. I'm going back to my room. You guys can do whatever it is you want. And, that, and that was the end of Quid Pro Roll. <laughs> and Alina just goes home. <laughs> on her stolen deer or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but what's KFAB? I can't talk about it unless you're in the business. If you want to train and become a wrestler, I'll tell you all about it. How much training is involved in wrestling? Well, we'll need... Well, first off, I'm going to need $200 because that's the, that's the tuition for Gravy Boats Wrestling School. And then we'll go through some basics. You'll learn some moves. You'll learn how to take bumps. Then we'll put you in maybe a, a little exhibition match to show yourself off. And then if you do that well enough and you get a good enough crowd reaction, we'll talk to you about maybe getting involved in some title matches. 
So I have to pay the money and then I audition, essentially, right? Is that correct? You pay the money, then you learn how to audition, then you audition, and then oh, I you see. and then you succeed. Do you think that's a good idea, Solonar? Gravy boat, gravy boat, staring at Solonar. Uh, I well, so I mean, I didn't have really a a formal education, although I think. Part of that was that Boat and I started out kind of working together and him educating me kind of at the same time because I was doing like a hype man sidekick promotional thing and then also learning moves kind of between events. It was a very informal mobile education. So Solonar also had to pay the two hundred dollars. Well, Solonar worked it off. He was uh, he helped me with as the ring crew. He would help put up the ring, take down the ring. Uh, he would hype things up. We would, you know, he would occasionally do some stuff in the ring. Yeah, I I had more of it was like an unpaid internship where room and board while we traveled was covered, and then sometimes some additional expenses for things like drinks at a tavern or something like that. So what if I did promotional work with the bard thing? Would that help? Yes, that would definitely help. Okay. When are we heading out? I'd add, Normally I'd ask Alita a question like that, but she's stormed off. Yeah, she was really mad and I don't understand. I mean, if we've got a general idea of the direction we're going, I feel like we could head out as early as tomorrow. I thought you were about to say without Alita, Johannes, or Koza. No. Okay, things got weird very quickly. Uh, so... I just don't, like, if we're going to go to a shrine, we need to be a united force. Because if we're not a united force, then traps and possibly monsters, and then monsters made of traps or traps made of monsters, and then we die. And then, like, you know, the, the whole story gets cut short because dead. Right, and we are avoiding dead. Ideally, yes. Okay, so I'll start prepping so that we can leave tomorrow morning, because that's what we're doing, yes? I think. Mm. Are we staying longer? Boat, do you want to stay longer? Uh, I mean, I'd like to come back, maybe, and, you know, hang out with Dad a little bit, since he's going to be here for a couple more months. But that can, we can do that after the next, uh, after we tick the next box. Okay, uh, makes perfect sense. Um, so... Should I go tell the others? Well, I feel like somebody should go talk to Alita. And I don't think that's Boat right now. Why and... don't you go talk to Alita? Oh. Uh, but it... What? Uh, okay, re real quick, just... I, as Solana's sister, as of not that long ago, uh, I can tell you probably not the best person to talk to people when they're mad. Hi. Look, you're you're wonderful, Solanar, but um, I don't know. You're not as good with word stuff as. Well, you're better than Koza and me, so you're third from the bottom. No, no. You know what? I am gonna go talk to Alita. I'll show you. I can be good at word stuff. I can even with emotional, like you know. I can do that. Oh, that makes it more concerning. Yeah, I could. I can manage all of it, and it'll be great, and uh, everything will be right as rain in no time. Right. If you hear yelling, send Johannes. Wait, where are 
Johannes and Koza. Where did they end up going? I assume it's... getting desauced. Smash cut. Um, what are Johannes and Koza doing? We've we're lost in a pile of laundry as we were trying to to. I mean, at least Koza needed to clean up his uh, tunic after dropping asparagus all over it. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm so glad that we're found this desaucing sauce that we've sauced liberally all over ourselves to get the sauce off. Johannes, there are so many suds now. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're <laughs> just some sud boys doing some laundry. Sud boys! Whoa, wow, it's the Minotaur again. He's here. <laughs> uh, you know, I really Sud appreci- boys! I really appreciate- You're doing wonderfully on this laundry! Hey, I really appreciate that you <laughs> came in and decided to, to help us out. It, it means a Leave lot. Leave that coffin. <laughs> This is oh. a hard voice to do. Hey. Wow, I trust you. You sound very confident in how you're uh, presenting that. Um, Sounding I, confident emotionally hurts me. I'm going to tell you this right, voice physically hurts me. You can I'm going to tell you right now. What did we name what did we name this man? Uh, Harold Buffkin. Uh, Harold yeah. Buffkin. Hey, Harold. You don't have to keep up that voice for appearances around us. We're your friends. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> that's di- that's disappointing. I was about to offer Harold Buffkin a job as the male protagonist in any Funmation anime. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to keep that voice up all the time, but my normal voice gets me laughed at, and people seem to really respond to the authoritative voice. <laughs> Harold. <laughs> I know. I realized how much I started sounding like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Harold. Harold's Look, apparently a very popular name around here. Harold, Koza and I can tell you from experience, I think, because both of us get laughed at all the time, but mostly me, oh. and then sometimes Koza. Oh. I was half expecting Koza to go, wait, I do. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what we've learned is... Do I really get laughed when- at all the time? Koza, we'll, we'll deal with this when the people stop laughing outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember, they all laughed right when we walked by with all of our sauce and asparagus all over ourselves, especially because that one was stuck up your nose. Look, here's the deal, Harold. It's okay to be laughed at. What's not okay is pretending to be somebody you're not. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. That, that really helps. That makes you know me what, feel a lot better. You know what else will help you make you feel better? Helping us do all this laundry, because yeah. then we'll have provided a good service for the uh, hardworking monks of this place. And if you continue to serve them, then I'll tell you what, they're going to serve you. And uh, by serve you, I mean maybe laugh at you slightly less. Oh, well, that sure would be swell. And you've done quite a kindness for me. I'm happy to help you with the laundry. You're also like a 350-pound kung fu minotaur so if people laugh at you i think this you could just like loom over them maybe oh i don't want to scare nobody you're edging into herbert from family guy now (laughs) (laughs) i can't whistle through my teeth like that when i talk otherwise i try to mimic it well i feel like putting on a shirt now so (laughs) (laughs) no we're we're doing the come on join the sud boys <laughs> I sure will join the Sud Boys. What an odd journey that was. 
Would you like the journey for further? <laughs> Do you have something, my dear? Yeah, you- yeah. That wa- Johannes is going to totally have Harold uh, join the party so that you can do those two voices all the time. Yeah, I was absolutely say, we're on a, not. We're on a journey right now. We could really use the company. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, honestly, we. I feel like I, I feel like the cosmic forces that be uh, would refuse to continue the journey and thus end all of our existences and creation. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Well, if you feel that opposed, you could have just said no, man. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oof. I get that I'm like super sweaty, and right now uh, uh, Koza smells like asparagus, but and sweat. Oh no, that's me. Oh no, I I probably smell also. But um, oh. right. Let's um do this laundry, and you know I'm also kind of hurt that you wouldn't just say you weren't interested in joining us. Mm-hmm. It, it, oh no. It's not that I'm not interested. It's just I legitimately hey, think hey, that there you, is some you, kind you, of celestial you force. You don't need to double down like this. Just yeah, it's okay. It's the same with your voice, man. I know that you're it, you've been in this habit for a long time, but you can really be yourself around us. You don't have to. You can just tell us you don't want to go. I well, I don't think I could convince you otherwise. Well, you can try. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to go. It's that as I think about going, I can feel the very fabric of reality unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, fourth person to enter? Welcome to the Suds Boys conference room. <laughs> oh, I was just passing on by. I thought I might stop in and see what's going on in here. Yeah, join how's in. It, how's it going, Maurice? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing, Harold? I didn't know you had one of these pitched-up voices like we sometimes do. Oh, no, it's just they said that I don't have to do the voice, and that makes things a little hey, bit easier um, on the old throat. Hey, hey, Johannes. Let's, hey, um, Koza. let's just, um, go out the, the side door. <laughs> yeah, this, this window's open. We can just... Yeah. Yeah, also, listen, very... also, listeners, please tweet us at QuidRoll if you want to hear uh, some sort of Patreon bonus content involving Harry Buffkin. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Harry Buffkin. Can we stop adding dumb side things <laughs> to the Patreon? Hey, if it, like, hey, if, if anybody, Alex, if you tweet us at, at QuidRoll if you want a Patreon exclusive adventure of the Sud Boys or whatever. The Sud Boys. <laughs> if Alex stops adding compelling characters, then, you know. But you just keep adding compelling characters. It's in your blood. It's in your DNA. Yeah, really. The most compelling character I've ever made is the whistle-voiced Minotaur monk. Mm-hmm. Well, Koza, now that we're outside of that building, and we've managed to make it through that, uh, you know, I, I think that we probably created a good friendship built on um, true, true organic uh, people just being who they are, <laughs> sudsing up with their bros. Um, also... We're going to have to find a way, um, well, all we have now are these, um, small towels. Yep. <laughs> Cause. Well, I guess it's time to take a bath. We probably should have done that after we sweated for like five hours anyways. Yeah, probably would have been more polite at dinner. Yeah, well, time to go take a bath. Yep. <laughs> and off they, off they prance to the delightful hot springs. Uh, Bo, what are you doing? Um, I guess still sitting there with my dad. 
What time of day is it? Um, it's like early mid evening at this point. All right. Well, Dad, I should probably uh, go try and get some rest. It's been a long couple days, and it looks like it's going to be a longer day tomorrow. Um, are you going to be around in the morning? Oh yeah, yeah, I absolutely will be. Hey, just real quick, I'm I'm glad you've got such good friends. I'm glad you've got people looking out for you. Yeah, they're all right. I like them. I like them well enough. Well, you deserve them. All right. Be, be sure to tell them that they deserve me. You take care of yourself, Charlie. I mean, we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, but... yeah. I'll, I'll see you in the morning. We'll get coffee or something. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. And I'll make you I'll make you some of those ham biscuits I used to do. Fantastic. I'll see you later. I love you, Dad. Love you too, son. On a very different emotional line, uh, Solinar, what are you doing? So... Solinar uh, approaches the room that he's like 90% sure is Alita's and he knocks on the door and he's like hey Alita you in there? Yeah what do you want? I feel like I feel like we should talk about what? About just, just come, she opens the door don't just stand outside the door what? Well, we're not gonna barge into a lady's room jeez you absolutely would have the vast majority of the time I've known you. I have not once ever barged into your room. You take that back. He that's because you're worried about me turning you blind. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> What's up? You seem tense. Are you tense? That's a word for it, yeah. <laughs> I think she's reached pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a way to talk about it, I guess. Well, let's hash it out. Let's, you know, let's get it but off your chest. We can... Solana, there's not really much to do with it. There's not... It, it's not super important, to be honest. These emotions are consuming you from the inside like a fire burning out through the center of a log. And before long, <laughs> you'll be nothing but blackened ash in the bottom of the fireplace, consumed by the raging fire of your own emotions. So what I'm, I'm, what I'm yeah. trying to say is, like, maybe... maybe let's Solana, like, are you okay? Do you need to talk? Maybe, but we're not here for me. We're here for you and your emotions and how you're doing. I'm not used to you being the one asking me this. Well, you know, I'm here. I, look, it's something I just am going to get over. I'll be fine. I always do. Okay, I, I feel like I'm what I'm asking for here is let's let's let some of that tension out. Let's let's release some of that energy. I don't know if you would like want to go for a run or if you want to go like smash some stuff like smashing stuff always helps me but whatever it is you and I should go do that thing and we should talk it out because this whatever you're holding it's not healthy to hold I don't have my mace Solinar we cannot go smashing things that is so untrue and allow me to direct you in exactly how untrue that is, if you'll come with me. I... Solinar offers a hand. Okay, we can go. I am going to show you a world of smashable objects sans mace. This is getting weird very quickly. Oh, uh, um... Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what to do about that, so we're just... 
We're going to live in the moment. Speaking of weird quickly, we flash over to the baths. It's uh, just Solinar and Koza, and they're sitting there. I'm sorry, then- Solinar and Koza? <laughs> Sorry, it's just he Johannes. He just teleported into the past. <laughs> and he, now Johannes is with Alita instead. It's like, ah, yes, this is how it, things are normally. Okay, anyway, I, that, that, oh, anyway, that was... <laughs> okay, no, so you go Johannes first. and Koza okay. Ko- uh, no, 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 are no, no, at the hot springs. No, 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 hold on. I have no idea how I got here or why I'm naked now, but this bath is lovely. <laughs> Anyway, that's my Solonar impression. Now let me hear yours. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, hey, look at me. I'm gonna steal stuff, but in a good way, Johannes. <laughs> How'd I do? I, I thought it was quite good. Heck yeah. You know, I keep hearing these smashing sounds, though, and the pool keeps getting colder. Well, do you think that those are related? The bath? It's getting really frigid in here. Yeah, you're you're right. It, it it is. Um, is um. Should we investigate all that smashing yeah, sounds? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 try to figure that out. We get up from the bath. We grab a big towel and we start walking towards the uh, door to the pool, uh, uh, bath containment facility. The hot, the hot springs. Yeah. The and door we... to the hot pool. The hot bath pool. I don't know what you monks call it, and I open that door. Okay, so, yes, this is relatively helpful. Yeah, I saw this big pile of ice, and it's right by this big steamy pool, so I assume that sometimes, like, the steamy pool needs to be cooled down, and so, like, you know, like, crushing the ice, and, like, you could, like, pick it up and just, like, throw it on the ground. Like, I don't know. I think it's cool. (laughs) Right. Koza, I think we've solved the mystery. Oh, that that was easy. <laughs> and so the mystery was solved. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, icebreakers were going on between Boat and his dad as well. Boat and his dad sit in separate rooms and both look up at camera and go, what? And then go back down to whatever books they're reading. Boat's taking a bath. Uh, wait, he is also in the bath? No, he's taking a private bath. At a monk facility? A monk yeah, I was about facility. To say, how are you pulling that off? Because I grew up here. I know where all the secret spots are. I know where the unused... Oh, wa- I know where the secret baths are. I know where the secret wash tub is that you can heat up. So I'm going to have a private bath. Oh, I was happy. It just sounds like you're, like, like dunking your knees and then, like, dunking your butt and then, like... Because no. a wash tub doesn't sound like enough bath to have a bath. All right, the laundry cauldron. I filled it full of fresh the water. The um, It's also... You got to be careful with the laundry cauldron because I know there's some Suds boys over there. Oh, no. The suds boys. <laughs> Not the Suds boys. Yeah, that's right. We've created a, a multidimensional world with a tapestry of lovable characters that you're going to have to navigate to get to your private oh, bath. No, it's <laughs> the Suds boys. <laughs> Not the Suds boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Sun Boys. <laughs> Amazing. So, I'm Mikey. <laughs> so, Solon- Solonar, Johannes, what are you guys going to be doing now? Well, I mean, since Alita, Solonar, and, and Koza were all right here, it feels like, I don't know, I, I just feel like we've really, we've. I keep doing chores, but I don't feel like I'm becoming any more of a monk. I, I, do you think we have to find a master? I want to punch through a wall like Boat can. Boat can punch through walls? 
Yeah! It was on a flyer that we saw that one time. It was like, Gravy Boat Bonds, Wall Puncher. How long have you two been standing there? Oh, we just opened the door. And then we saw you guys throwing ice in the tub. And we were getting really cold in the tub, so we were trying to figure I'm out so why. I'm so sorry. I didn't know that you guys were in there. Koza is shivering. Oh, uh... <laughs> oh no, Koza, I'm so sorry. Huh? It's okay. He's really cold. Well, but it appears I misjudged how much ice this hot, hot bath needed. Mm -hmm. It was a hot, hot bath. But point being, we're probably, we're pretty spick and span and clean we've got two options now we can either stay clean and re retouch up re rejoin back up with the suds boys there's some clean boys over there <laughs> doing laundry <laughs> or we can find a master and learn new types of wall punching kung fu uh, or as i see it we can go get a machete and try to uh, hack our way to this uh, ruin that we heard about earlier it sounds over the uh, Aspera guy. When do Aspera. we want to leave to go to the shrine? I mean, I was thinking tomorrow morning because we were told it's like a half day walk. Okay, do we have anyone that knows where it actually is? Oh, I was thinking we'd get slightly better directions from Boat's dad before we left. Hmm. Boat's dad reminds me of myself. He doesn't seem to have a good sense of directional sense. And I can tell that because he was telling that story where he said, I don't have a good directional sense. But we could always ask Boat or maybe even the Suds boys. They seem like they really have got direction in their life right now. Yeah, what if we had Boat's dad describe the place and then like the, you said the Suds boys? Yeah, but one of them doesn't want to join our party, and he's really trying to beat around the bush about it, but I think he just doesn't like me and Koza that much. I can't imagine anybody not liking the two of you. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he really beat us in the, in the horse pose thing, and I think that he feels like we haven't trained far enough to get up to his level, and I have to say, that's fair. He's built like an ox. Yes, one could say that. Thank you, Solinar. I'm sorry I was... I'm sorry about my outburst earlier. No, no. Hold on. Johannes, Koza, I know you guys are looking for some mastery of stuff right now. I'm trying to help Alita, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trying to help Alita. You guys do the thing you've gotta do, and then first thing tomorrow, we'll get better directions and get on this shrine thing. Oh, that sounds like a plan. Koza? Yeah. Where to now? Where to now? Oh, well, I'm I'm sleepy. <laughs> yeah, you're sleepy and shivering. Uh, yeah. So, well, well, I think I, I'm with you, Koza. Some sugar, some spice, and some uh, sleep would be nice. <laughs> Let's. Oh, Bravo, uh, plaid cat for Alon. Johnny Bravo, in fact. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, plaid cat. Huzzah. Good night, y'all. Uh, Hope you guys continue to break things. Good night. Good, good night, Johannes. Good night, Koza. Good night, John boy. <sighs> good night, Paul. All right. Anyway. There's, there's one other breakable thing that won't freeze anyone. And uh, based on the pile, I would suspect that they want it broken. And Solinar leads Alita to a back room that is just, like, full of old glass bottles. <laughs> this strikes me as dangerous. Yeah, but that's half the fun. 
We just need to find somewhere we can throw them at things without creating a hazard that will later get us in trouble or injured ourselves. We could just take them with us and lob them at the chromatic dragon priests when they show up. Fair. Or, hear me out, we're on a mountaintop. We just go that direction, find a shallow-ish cliff, and lob them off of that. Or at rocks. We could throw them at rocks in nature. It's, this all sounds incredibly ill and, like, Ill, ill-conceived. Solinar, I appreciate this. I don't have to do any more breaking stuff. So you're ready to talk about your feelings then. Okay, let's go. I don't know what you want. I, I had an outburst and I shouldn't have and that was on Nope. And nope. Nope. This is all going wrong. That's not how this is supposed to go at all. There's supposed to be like a brief moment where I'm like, alright, let's talk about your feelings. And then you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, is it really proper to be talking about my feelings in a situation like this? And then I'm like, of course, we're friends, aren't we? And I'm here to support you in this moment. So you should talk about whatever's uh, on your Solonar, mind. Solonar, if I, I if I tell you what I'm upset about, will it stop this from dragging on? Maybe. I'm upset because Bode is making me doubt the prophecy. I'm upset because Eek leaving is making me doubt the prophecy. I am upset because of this prophecy and this vision that I had. The two people that I feel like are the most dedicated to it weren't in my vision at all. I feel like you all are... I don't know that I have faith that this is going to work anymore. And I had these ideas of who you guys would be when I had this vision. I I had these really strong concepts of who you all would be, and you guys aren't that. And I don't think that's your fault. You just, you're not. And that, I, I don't know. I just, I had this idea of how this whole journey would go. I had this whole concept of how all of this would go, and it's not. I feel, I don't know how I feel, but I don't feel like I'm doing right for you guys by, by being this, by doing this. I, I feel like if I was doing this right, then this would be going the way that I thought it would go. But I feel like I'm losing control over everything and eek left eek's gone eek's literally with the chromatic priests and you are all over the place all the time and i don't know how much of this is actually important to you versus how much of this is you want to be famous which is a weird reason to do a world-saving mission, and Johannes is the most dedicated, but the least aware of what I think is going on, and 
Koza, I don't super think wants to be here in the first place, and I feel like kind of got strong-armed. And I don't think Melody has any idea what's going on, and I think that Boat is selfish! And I thought that I would be so much better at this, and I'm not, and I don't know. I just, I'm mad, and I'm frustrated, and I don't know what to do about it, or how to fix it, and I feel like I am a failure. Well, the end. it sounds to me like you're taking a lot of ownership for the actions of others, which I think is frankly being unfair to yourself because you're not, when you talk about like being in control and everything going the way you thought it would, like you don't, you don't have that sort of authority. You're not a God. Like you can't just deem those things will happen and then they do. But everything I've ever heard about prophecy in any story, and admittedly, I'm, I'm sure they're embellished some because that's how stories are, but it's never about the prophet being the most in control of what's happening. It's always about things happening in ways that no one could have foreseen them happening. I think the problem you're running into is that you are thinking of this prophecy as a horse and a cart and that you've got the reins and you're just trying to keep us moving along the path so that we don't trundle off and fall off a cliff and then the cart catches on fire and then some reason there's oil in the back and it explodes and then there's this huge really epic fireball and then everything's on fire and then like everything's ruined forever i i think an adventure like this is a little bit more like being a canoe on a raging river where like we can direct it a little bit one way or the other but we're going where we're going pretty much regardless. Do you think I've been too hard on all of you? I don't know that it's even that you're being too hard on us so much as it sounds like you're being too hard on yourself. You, you, you try to talk about like being in control and how you're failing us and it's like you're not you're not in control and you can't fail us because this isn't your responsibility so much as it is something we're all supposed to be invested in. If you feel like somebody's not invested, I mean, first of all, it's worth having a conversation with that person and making sure that they still want to do this thing that we all set out to do together. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I think what's happening with Eek was maybe supposed to happen, you know? Like, that's always how these sorts of things go. There's the there's the doubting moment where, like, oh, but this, this person was supposed to be part of the prophecy, and oh no, the prophecy's ruined, and it'll never come true now. And then, at the eleventh hour, that person appears, and they're like, no, all of this was part of the prophecy all along. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. <laughs> I don't know that this is going to be quite that dramatic, but I feel like we're going to see Eek again. And I feel like we're going to have opportunities to bring him back around to our side. 
For look, things we know about Eek. Eek wants to help everybody. Eek wants to see people happy. It was one of their core tenets. How long do you think it's going to take before a bunch of chromatic dragon priests show their true colors as really conniving, violent fiends? And Eek is like, well, this isn't what I signed up for. I just feel like we could have done more for them. <sighs> How to put this? I think Eek needs to be on the journey they are on. I think Eek needs to be able to see both sides of the coin to understand where they really want their loyalties to lie, and I think that's why everything happened the way it did. I'm not saying I'm thrilled about it. I would be much happier to do this sort of thing a different way, but I'd, it feels to me like you're taking ownership of that happening, and that's not really how any of this works. We're all people. We all make our own choices. Okay. Yeah. I... You're right. I'll think about this. I just... I don't know what I'm gonna do after all this. All of you seem to have some kind of idea, and I haven't thought about it at all. This is, this is it for me. This is all I've ever thought about, is doing this. So, I don't know. I should probably talk to Boat. Probably. And also, for your own sanity, consider picking up a hobby. Because then, when all of this is over, you could be like the Virian's greatest knitter or something, and then- I really have the time to get into macrame while we're, you know, saving the world. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed how long we spend in a cart on the road, traveling from place to place, with literally nothing happening. For days, weeks at a time. I, th I think you've got time to pick up something like macrame, you know, if you really want to. I mean, it should be something you want to do. I'm just throwing that out as a thought. Right. Solonart, this was very uncharacteristic, but I am grateful. Thank you. You provided unexpected insight. Ha <laughs> ha! Suck it! Uh, I mean, you're welcome. I'm very glad to have been of assistance, and, uh, you know, if you, if you need somebody to talk to in the future, then, uh, I hope you feel like I'm a shoulder you can lean on. Will you shout, ha ha, suck it, every time? <laughs> Maybe? I, probably not. I, that was, I'm sorry, that, that was an emotional outburst, and, you know, it wasn't appropriate in the moment. And so, uh, I apologize that that occurred, and, uh, we, we can move on. Right. This is getting a little more feelingsy than I intended to be. Uh, so I'm gonna walk over here, and I am very grateful, but I don't know what to do about it. So, know that, and I'm gonna go. Okay, sounds great. Uh, let's... Let's talk about the plan for getting to the shrine over breakfast. Sounds like a plan to talk about a plan. Hell yeah. Okay, good night. Bye.
Suds boys, tune in next week for an episode all about the Suds boys. Suds boys. Pro Roll is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alon. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solonar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at BlackCloakDM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Don't make promises you're not going to keep. <laughs> That's fair. I am not going to do an episode about the Suds Boys. Please don't make me do those two voices over and over and over if again. If you want an episode about the Suds Boys, tweet us at Quid Roll. Suds Boys, we set our goals high because we know that if they come nigh, we're going to do a podcast episode and it's going to be about those Suddy Boys. Suds Boys. Take us out, Harry Buffkins. <laughs>